Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Chris. Today, our topic is COBRA and the American Rescue Plan. Our guest today is Joe Amato. Um, I'll call him the COBRA man. He's in charge of implementation and so on at a company called Better Business Planning, who I've done business with probably for close to 15 years. And so, uh, Joe, uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Joe, the reason why I wanted to reach out to you is our brokers, our clients, our customers, everyone we do business with the insurance business, this new law that passed the American Rescue Plan has changed how we deal with COBRA and who it applies to. But I think I want to go back to maybe the first step and explain you know, have you explain what COBRA is and um, and then, you know, why is it there? And it just go ahead and, you know, talk to us like you're talking to one of your customers you're working with and and why you what is COBRA and what is it for? Sure. COBRA is um, an extension of benefits for employees who experience a qualifying event. So any type of qualifying event would be termination, reduced hours, uh, death. So if an active employee passed away, the spouse and any dependents would be offered COBRA. Um, and then ineligible dependents, so if a dependent turns 26, they can uh, be offered COBRA. And then depending on the qualifying event determines how long the member can take COBRA for. So terminations, 18 months. Reduced hours is 18 months. Um, death is 36. And then ineligible dependents, 36. So it just depends on whatever the qualifying event is. And it's, COBRA's put in place because sometimes members get terminated um, without notice. So it gives them time to um, search for benefits through the government. Um, and if they had something real quick like surgery in the following weeks, they can jump on COBRA. So it allows for members to continue um, the same exact benefits they had previously with their previous employer before they were terminated. Um, now, uh, they have to pay the full 100% uh, premium because they're no longer with the company, but um, it's that it's good if case a member's in a bind and they have upcoming doctor's appointments, surgeries, they can uh, jump on COBRA um, and get re-enrolled with the same exact plans, the same exact carrier, and then the same exact um, card, everything stays the same. The only thing that's different is that uh, they pay the 100% premium rate. Yeah, that's, thank you. You just made it very simple. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and it is so true. And that is one of the things when we sit down and talk with people, if, if a broker is really trying to understand their client's needs, uh, that is not always the quickest fixed. Well, let me just see, let's see if I can go get you some tax credits right now mm -hmm. yeah. um, through the estate exchange when the issue is they're in the middle of treatment for something. And some conditions are so serious that you do not want to interrupt care and you need that continuity yeah. of care, right? And, you know, yeah. well, we got doctors, you got hospitals, you got pre authorizations, uh, you know, prior authorizations, you have all these things going on that um and their medications that they're covered god forbid what about uh chemotherapy and other things that could be really impact uh, someone's ability to um recover to, uh, with the best outcome right and so yeah. that's that's great and so 
when it comes to implementation, I'm going to go uh, a step into that. And what, what, why, you know, I noticed, I'm trying to unravel this out of my head, but basically, um, the Cobras for employers with 20 more employees. And, and so go ahead and explain that portion, but then also the implementation process and, and why is it important to um, use uh, an administrator to help them with their COBRA rather than do it on their own? Any, any thoughts on those comments, those questions? Sure. Yeah. So I'll go into the implementation real quick for um, federal COBRA. We can also admin state continuation and the implementation process is the same. Um, so we are able to handle manual groups, um, groups on a feed. So uh, East Central, that's a, um, a provider, um, employee navigator, and then we're also able to integrate with any type of payroll. So ADP, Paylossy, they can send us feeds. Um, and it's very quick. Um, all they ask for is just employer information. And then with ease, you can run a plan configuration report, which just shows the specific benefits, COBRA eligible benefits that the member can be offered and to the member that's on. Um, they send it over to me. I integrate it in the system. And our implementation process usually takes about one to two days. Um, it's very quick because uh, everything's integrated with, um, especially if it's on a feed, everything's integrated with uh, Ease, Employee Navigator, and then um, the payroll company. Um, for the, the reason why a uh, company should get an admin is because they would not have to deal with um, ex-employees. Sometimes an employee gets terminated and it's not on the best of terms. It's easier for the ex-employee to come to us and ask questions rather than going back to their previous employer, especially if they're not on good terms. Um, stuff could happen and it's just easier um, for us to send out letters and for the ex-employee to work directly with us. They can come to us with any issues they have with the carriers, any problems they have with COBRA, and we could deal with it, in, like I said, instead of going having the ex-employee go back to um, their ex-employer. Right. So, yeah, what uh, I'm going to reframe it a little bit for some of the new people on the, that may be listening. So there's the manual group which is the group that's not using any kind of enrollment platform or payroll company platform to help administer the data information that needs to come to you, right? That's one option where they have the data feed going back and forth. And the manual is literally for that employer that sometimes is still doing with the traditional paper enrollments, not as sophisticated with the technology yet, and they're going to do it uh, manually with you and send you the information, right? Is that... Did I get that correct? correct. Yes. Okay, good. Great. And then <clears throat> when it comes to an employer to implement it, I know, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, gosh, there's more more hands in my pocket. How much more is this going to cost me? And so I know with better business planning, you have a fee schedule and that's published. But also, can you explain um, – the costs involved to get set up, but then also explain um, the wrap document because that's kind of that's all can be part of the same package, right? And then the cost involved, you know, with all that to get uh, implemented. Correct. So Cobra is separate than the wrap docs. 
Um, my brother who works here, he handles the wraps. And yeah. the wrap, I believe, um, is just an annual fee. Um, I believe it's around 250 or 300 I could be wrong. It is. Um, it's 300 300 So <laughs> the uh, annual fee. <laughs> um, so say the plan you ran from, we'll just take 1-1-2021 through 1-1-2022. We charge that annual fee, 300 And then if a group needs anything, like any changes to it, we we make the changes and then send it over to the group at no extra charge. It's just a one-time fee, no charges during the year for any um, – updates, anything that needs to happen for that wrap doc, just a one-time fee. Going back to Cobra, um, it's just, uh, depending on size, we do do um, volume discounts, but generally it's around $0.75 cents, um, for uh, the fees, but it's $0.75 cents per enrolled employee, so it's any active employee that's enrolled on a COBRA eligible benefit. Um, so say the member was enrolled on a medical, dental, and vision, we don't charge per benefit. We just charge for that member enrolled on a COBRA eligible benefit. So we charge the same as if the, same, if the member was on medical, dental, and vision, or if that member just had vision and not dental or medical. So no charge per benefit. It's only for the member that's on at least one COBRA eligible benefit. Okay, great. So for example, if you had 200 employees, but a lot of times when you have a couple hundred employees, only half are on the plan. So let's say 100 enrolled on the plan. And so if you have 100 employees um, enrolled in the plan, then what would happen is you would have uh, uh, 75 cents per employee. So that would be $75, right? So 100. Correct. So you'd be paying $75 a month to minister that large group, which is not a huge fee when you think about it, and the yeah, liability correct. and all the issues because there's things that you have to do to um, get a group set up, right? With uh, correct. Tell me, what, what does the employer have to do in, with COBRA? What does he, why or he or she have to do this? And, and what actually gets done to the, what do you actually have to send the employees? What does the employer require to send the employees? And at what times? So for the employee, the employer, they have to send out general rights notices for all uh, active employee that's on a COBRA eligible benefit. So they would they would use us for that too. So say we we manage the general rights notices and the COBRA um, aspect. So if it was a manual group, they send it over to us manually. We enter um, the general rights notice. General rights notice gets sent out. So groups have to send that out. Um, and then for the COBRA packets, they have to send out as well when someone's termed. Um, as far as the implementation process for an employer, um, usually all they have to send to us is their employer information. Um, and then usually I can get the uh, uh, the plans from the broker or if the uh, broker wants us to handle it directly with the employer, then the employer can give us all the information we need. So employer information, um, plans, and then anybody that's currently on COBRA previously with a previous admin or um, if the group never had an admin, we would need to know that as well. I would update that in our system and then we would send out notices as well. So for the, the, the only role that the employer has for COBRA is sending out general rights notice and making sure that um, when someone gets termed, they get that COBRA packet. Right. Okay. So question, a uh, couple of questions that I um, would like to ask you too. So for the audience is COBRA. So when someone leaves employment, you know, a lot of plans, employers offer more than one medical plan. So let's say they're on the, let's say the best plan because of they could afford it. They were working. 
And so they had this, you know, low deductible PPO plan. And now they have COBRA available to them because they're leaving employment for whatever reason. But they have, they, they, that employee remembers there was a lower cost option available to them. Maybe it was an HMO plan. And at COBRA, can they switch or downgrade to the lower cost plan? Or do they have to remain on the same plan going forward at COBRA? So previously, before the American Rescue Plan came out, uh, they have to stay on the same exact plan they had previously with the employer. The only time they could change it was during open enrollment time. Mm -hmm. But now, since um, the American Rescue Plan Act, it's up to the employer if the employer wants or if the employer allows for the member to drop to a lower cost, they can only because of the Rescue Act. But before the Rescue Act, they cannot change any plans. They can only make changes. Um, during open enrollment time, but we'll go um, we'll yeah. go into the American Rescue Plan Act uh, later on. Yeah, yeah they can cool. only do it uh, if the employer allows for the rescue plan. Right, and then also regarding doing Cobra, um, an employer doesn't have to ha offer all the optional benefits as well for Cobra. There, so for example, the employer offers medical, dental vision, life, if you will. Um, can you tell me what is a, does the employer have, are they required to offer all those same products when they leave employment or is it just medical insurance? So it's only medical, dental, and vision, except if you live, if you're an employer in Minnesota, Minnesota allows for medical, dental, and all life plans. So life, life, AD&D, voluntary life, but any other state except Minnesota, it's just medical, dental, and vision. And then um, what we could do, uh, groups do have us do this, is they can send us a PDF of like a portability for life. Uh, we can upload it into our system so they can, the um, ex-employee, when they get that COBRA packet, they'll have that life portability so they can look at it and they would deal with the carrier for that, for the life. Um, but for Minnesota, we can handle um, the COBRA for life all life plans because Minnesota allows it. Okay. But and they're not long term right. right. I was asking, does do they require to even offer the supplemental? Can the employer say, you know, I don't even want these people to have these extra benefits. They're they're gone. I just want to offer the medical because that's that's what I'm required to do. That's kind of my question too. They so they're they're required if they have a medical dental and vision for federal COBRA, they're required, as long as the member had medical, dental, and vision, they're required to offer medical, ah. dental, and vision. They can't say they can't, like, you're only allowed medical or vision. They can't do that. It's up to the state. So if it was state continuation, the state allows, it depends on the state. So I'll just Got go it. an example of Illinois. Um, Illinois only allows for state continuation medical, and it's only for 12 months. But the employer, as federal, they cannot say you're only allowed to take medical or dental, they have to offer the medical, dental, and vision. Very good. Thank you. It's one of those questions I had in the no back problem. of my mind for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you were going to say something about disability, and I think I cut you off. So what were you going to say about No, disability? I was just going to say that uh, long-term and like short-term, they're not eligible for COBRA. Okay. No matter Thank what you. state. Yeah. Thank you. So let's move over to, um, so I think we have the basics on COBRA, and then what it takes to implement it, what the costs are and who's eligible and for how long, covered a lot of that great stuff. So then the American Rescue Plan, so how does how has that changed COBRA going forward and what does this begin? So it began on the 1st of April. 
Uh, the big changes are, um, so I'll just quickly run through it. It's for, there's a subsidy that goes along with it. So it's for anybody that was terminated involuntarily or moved to reduced hours voluntary or involuntary, they can take a subsidy from 4-1-2021 through 9-30-2021, and the government will pay for their insurance. The way it works now is that um, in our system, we put in ARPA subsidy 4-1 through 9-30, so our system knows not to collect any payment. The group is going to have to pay the bill for that specific COBRA member and then apply for a tax credit to get reimbursed. So that's how it's going to work for the subsidy and it's only for involuntarily terminated people and voluntarily and involuntarily reduced hours. So if a member was voluntarily terminated, they still have to pay their COBRA premiums. They do not get the subsidy. Um, now for the terminations, like the dates, this is for anybody who was termed and it reduced hours from 11-1-2019 through present day because the government is allowing for members who are not currently on any insurance all the way back to 11-1-2019 to hop on for the subsidy months. So if a member's COBRA started 11-1-2019, they can take advantage of that one month subsidy in April, but it's not an extension. So their 18 months would end in uh, April of this, this year. They can't extend through 930 for the subsidy months. They can only stick with the full 18 months, but they can only take the subsidy for one month. So that's why they're allowing members who were termed all the way back to November 2019 uh, to allow uh, to for them to take that subsidy. So what we're doing on our side is asking all of our clients to send us either a payroll report or any type of report that um, shows anybody that was reduced hours or terminated from 11-1-2019 through present day so we can send out letters and special enrollments to them. Now we have until May 31st, and all admins do, have until May 31st to send out letters to uh, qualifying members. And what's big is that if a member has current insurance already through a spouse or another employer, they cannot drop that plan to go on to the um, subsidy and their previous COBRA. So on our letters, we specifically state that if um, uh, they have to check a box saying, are you currently enrolled on a spouse's plan or uh, another employer's plan? If they do, then they're not qualified. It's only for members who are currently not covered for um, insurance and terminated involuntary and reduced hours voluntary or involuntary. Interesting. So I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question then, because you just mentioned that they're not covered, but if someone went to uh, our state exchange in Nevada and received tax credits, I would assume because they already have coverage, they would not be eligible either. Is that, would, would you agree with that or do you know? I would agree. Um, it's for any government too, a government uh, subsidized insurance too. Uh, but yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. Okay. So, so it may not be that big of a population. It's really, uh, yeah. Correct, yeah. I don't <laughs> see a lot of people from a while back, uh, enrolling just for one month and then trying to find insurance. I, I see members who were termed probably in February, March or, um, April probably hopping mm -hmm. on this subsidy, but anybody termed prior from December 2020 all the way back to 11-1-2019, we're assuming that they all have at least some insurance. So yeah, I don't see it being a huge uh, influx of 
uh, members, but I do see terminations um, jumping on it if they can, since it's subsidized insurance. They don't have to pay for uh, a couple months. So that's interesting because even the ones that were termed, what I heard you say, I believe I did, is that even when they were they termed, they left and they left employment because they were termed or reduced hours, as you mentioned, voluntary and voluntary. Um, if they even if they didn't even exercise Cobra, they're going to get a notice so they can get it started, and 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 they would go forward on their Cobra. They wouldn't get it retro covered because you can't backdate a policy and coverage. But I assume it allows them to get that special enrollment, right? Is that what I just heard you say? Correct. Yeah, they can hop on if they're if they qualify, they can hop on four one and not have to back pay to their Cobra start date. Now carriers don't have to pay the claims since they're not backdating it, but they can hop on four one and then after nine thirty they can still continue Cobra up until their eighteen month period end. But they do not have to retroactively uh, go back and pay yeah. if a member of one one start Cobra, they can hop on four one. They do not have to pay as long as they qualify. Do not have to yeah. pay back one um, one. Wow, and how long is this uh, this subsidy going to continue for if they're eligible? Until September 30th of 2021. Okay. Okay. Anyway, interesting, very interesting, and but also it's a liability to an employer. Um, to me, it seems greater yeah. than before. People, and you know. Um, I noticed quite a few brokers that I've met along the way that, you know, we, employers been doing it, they've been sending their own COBRA letters, and they've been kind of just, just doing it. Most people, you know, may not exercise COBRA because they're going to the exchange or going on Medicaid or something. But now because of this American Rescue Plan uh, gift, um, it seems, it, it seems crucial that um, they do, they implement COBRA correctly and treat everyone the way they should, so they do mitigate that liability and right, uh, yep. yeah so it's a great opportunity for uh, groups to help get themselves compliant and take advantage of uh, your services um, very interesting <laughs> I'm just um, I, uh, I was just role-playing this in my head about who's eligible and then who's gonna take it who's not gonna take it and the reality is is that if you already been unemployed for a couple months and you're still unemployed you're, I hope they went on Medicaid if they have no income, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, but those that are still looking, this still could be a, a great help because um, even with the unemployment benefits, uh, they're generally over the threshold for Medicaid, and this would be a great way to help supplement and keep that you know continuity of care as you mentioned. Correct. Yep. So what else can you tell me about the American Rescue Plan that you noted? Is there anything else that uh, you found interesting? No, that's it. It's it's cut and dry. If um if something does change, we're always going to send out letters to uh, members, uh, employers, brokers. But it's pretty uh, cut and dry so far. Uh, if, like I said, I, I don't see anything else changing because the government released the safe harbor language. Um, the only thing that changed was... Previously, we thought it was only involuntary and invo involuntary reduced hours and involuntary terminated members, but they switched it to voluntary and involuntary reduced hours. So that's the only thing that changed. But yeah, Rescue Plan Act is cut and dry. Um, uh, it could change, but um, yeah, right now it's cut and dry. It's pretty straightforward. 
Okay. And and fortunately it's temporary. And Correct, it's yeah. September, which is which is nice. I think it was six months total, but that's uh, that makes it um, uh, less invasive in our business lives that we're dealing with our clients. But I appreciate that. So, um, any other father final thoughts or wisdom that uh, you could share with our listeners regarding what you do and and how you help people and and what you've seen some of the the positive things in your job that. Uh, how you've helped people? I know it's off sure. the wall question, but go for it. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always like when someone, um, if someone needs help, I can always help them. And uh, if they need Medicare, like medical care, real quick, I can always hop on the phone, um, talk to the carrier, and say, "Hey, this member needs urgent access to care. Can you please enroll this member so they can pick up prescriptions, go to the doctor, get chemo?" And I always like. When they say yes, I get an email saying it's completed. I always like going to the member and saying, hey, it's completed. And they're always very grateful for it because they're in a tough situation getting terminated. They have chemo or they have a big surgery coming up. And I'm there to help them and ease their minds, basically, easing their mind and uh, helping them through um, getting re-enrolled. Because I know insurance is pretty scary, especially if uh, you go to a doctor saying you don't. The doctor says it's getting denied. It's always a big scare. So I like helping out uh, members who need it and getting them re-enrolled and easing their mind so they don't have to worry about insurance. Yeah. Yeah, so my takeaway from what I learned from you is that you help people make it easier. You take the anxiety away from the employer and that prior employee dealing with each other again because there's anxiety that comes with that and stress. Um, you help the employer stay compliant because obviously no one likes dealing with getting in trouble with the government or anybody for that matter. <laughs> and we learned that who's eligible and how long they're eligible for, but also it's not as expenses, expensive as you would think it could be. It's not that expensive to minister. And then, and you take all that services and on top of that, um, because of the, your level of support you give and you understand what they're walking through, what they need to do, um, you can then care for them to have that continuity of care and help them get it done as quickly as possible so they cannot have interruption in care. And um, that's, that's outstanding. And so, you know, Joe, I appreciate your time. And basically, um, I will we'll have access to your contact information I'll have our office uh, post that as well with this with this um, podcast. And uh, again, Joe Amato is with Better Business Planning. And I call him Joe the Cobra Man. And <laughs> and uh, and his email, just in case for those listeners want to write it down, it's Joe J O E at B B P for Better Business Planning Admin A D I A D M I N dot com. And, uh, and anyway, listeners, thank you for listening and, uh, thank you, Joe, for participating. We help you. We thank no you problem. for your time. All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Take care, everyone. For more about the topics discussed here today, please visit us at carothersinsurance.com forward slash coffee with Chris. Until next time.